Hello, and welcome to Balanced Torah Living. I'm your host, Adam Rubin. Welcome to regulars, and welcome to newcomers. Tonight's episode is either called Greatness Through Review, or Gat Chazara. Not sure yet. We'll label it later. I try to speak about things that are especially meaningful to me at certain points in time, and Chazar has been on my mind, in part because I've been learning a safer called Living With, not with, <laughs> I should know the name of the book, uh, Living Simcha, Finding the Joy in Everything, by Rabbi Hadar Mergolin. Uh, and just an aside there, I know somebody who, um, who's been at... Uh, at least a meal, I think, meals at Rabbi Margolin's in, in Harnof. And uh, he told me that uh, Rabbi Margolin is living it. He's living the simcha. He is a walking embodiment of the simcha and the different tools that he discusses. That always makes me feel good. When I know that the mechaber, that the author, is, doesn't just know the things intellectually, but actually is living the experiences, the qualities that he's discussing. So that's Kashmak. And I'm at a certain point in the book, chapter 77, where it's talking about Chazara. And Chazara has also been just uh, really um, sticking out to me recently. I heard a short piece by Rabbi Beryl Gershenfeld, my Rosh Hashiva at Machon Shlomo recently, where he was talking about let me think how, how he phrased it, uh, at least close to it, so to speak. Um, the altar of Slobodka used to, you know, tell people, I'm not sure if it was phrased as a question or a statement, but, you know, when speaking to Bachrim, nobody becomes great through learning Torah. And Rabbi Gershenfeld said, you know, like, like, what, so like, so what, you know, obviously, what do you, what do you say then? What is the altar going for? There's something, obviously, there's something going on here. And uh, the altar uh, focused on the fact. Nobody becomes great through learning Torah. People become great through the Chazara of Torah. Not just through, right, not just through the initial, the first time learning of something, but through Chazaring it over and reviewing it and deepening it, and making a Kenyan, acquiring it in a meaningful way, that's a path to greatness. There, there are uh, many paths to greatness. I've heard, uh, you know, in the name of Rav Avigdor Miller, Zechor Navracha, that right, a person can become great in so many ways. A person can become great through Tehillim, through engaging through a meaningful avoda with Tehillim. Tonight we're focusing on Chazara, and... You know, I think we all have that experience. We learn. There's so many interesting things in Torah, right? Some things uh, we're drawn to more than others. Some things really speak to us. And we all grapple with this phenomenon where we learn something, but we don't really feel like we own it. We don't feel like we own it. There's so many things that we've learned in Torah that, that uh, yeah, we know that we heard the idea once. We read through the lines once. We were involved in the sugya once, but ah, we don't really own it. And we know because there's some things we own. 
whether you own certain aspects of your um, professional endeavor or um, you know secular academics, certain uh, field or hobby or or certain aspects of Torah that we do own, something that you've worked on at great length with great toil, the Fum Tzara Agra, as it says in Pirkei Avos, according to the effort is the reward, something that we've, that we've toiled over, that we've worked on from different angles and we own it, that feels great. And uh, Rabbi Margolin speaks about the Simcha that comes through owning it. Um... Okay, so just I'll just mention a few notes here. I highly recommend the Sefer Living Simcha, uh, page one ninety nine. Margolin brings down the Gemara tells us Rav Sheshis used to review his studies every thirty days and exclaim, "Rejoice, O my soul! Rejoice, O my soul!" That's in Pesachim sixty eight b. Rav Sheshis's emotional exclamation of Simcha says Rabbi Margolin came only after he had completed a 30-day cycle of Chazara. So that speaks to the connection between Simcha and Chazara. And <clears throat> we have that sense. We've all, we've all t- touched that. We've tasted that when you've worked on something and, and, and it starts to become more natural. You see more nuances, it more subtleties. Uh, another, just another nugget in here, page two hundred one in the Sefer. If Mark Owen says that he heard this idea from the Ger Rebbe of Pinchas Menatim Alter Zichron of Racha. So in Tishbav, as we as we know, we are prohibited from learning Torah because it makes the heart happy. Uh, and we'll talk about the exception to that. So the Gemara tells us, this is Tainus 30a, our rabbis have taught it's forbidden on Tishbav to learn Tanakh or to study Mishnah, Gemara, Med- Medrash, Halacha, or Gada. One may, however, read such parts of Torah that he has not previously learned. Interesting. This, and this is a really powerful in right here. Uh, Rav Margolin brings it. Rashi explains that the study of new subjects needs great application. And the pleasure derived from the study is eclipsed by the effort expended. So we'll we'll hit that. Wow, that's powerful. Think of the 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 effort and the fumbling over the words and the trying to put together the idea that we experience in different ways when we're learning something that's novel to us, whether it's a concept or particular language. Depends on your fluency in Lashon Kodesh, and with various concepts. It's hard work. It's hard work. And oftentimes in those moments of expending significant energy to try to hop what's going on, it's tough. And it can be tough to taste the sweetness of the, of the emis, of the inyan that we're currently chewing over. However, I have found and I imagine that you have found as well at different times, that by returning to those very lines, to that very sugya, to that very paragraph, and reviewing it, and having the familiarity with it, and therefore not having to put in as much effort, starts to taste sweeter, 
It starts to, you pick up on things you didn't pick up on the first time or the second time. You master it more so. You, you know what's coming. And, uh, and there's a simcha there, uh, which is very interesting. We see that idea, as Rashi explained there, what that, you know, so, the, so as the Rabbanan taught about you're allowed to learn something that you hadn't previously learned because there's not going to be as much simcha there. So then Remargolin brings, and, and, you know, this is well known that we establish in general, the, we establish that the halacha follows the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, who forbids even the study of new subject matter. Um, now, okay, so we know, then, and, and, and the halacha also plays out that, um, you know, in, I guess in general, that a person's able to uh, learn things, you know, related to, to mourning, uh, related to uh, Tish above and sort of in that area speak to your LOR about specifics. The Taz explains that Rabbi Yehuda agrees with the concept of the first opinion, though. Only through Chazara, uh, although Rabbi Yehuda um, ultimately uh, falls out as he does in terms of not allowing new subject matter, he agrees that only through Chazara and the clear understanding that results through that Chazara and that working it over and over again, deepening it, connecting to it once, twice, thrice. I don't know, we said by four. Thrice, no. Quadrice, no. Uh, that one, that results, one reap from, you know, the natural, the simcha, where we can truly glean the simcha. It's a good art school word, art scroll word there. Uh, fine, so Rabbi Yehuda forbids learning that new material from the beginning because of the pleasure derived from the understanding that comes at the end through the review. So that's setting the stage. That's putting in the seeds for the later simcha that will sprout through the chazara. And that simcha through the chazara required as a prerequisite the grappling and the fighting with the with the words and the soil and that and that new growth, that new effort from the beginning, so it's part and parcel with the end simcha. So, just another idea uh, about the simcha there. Um, so, greatness through Chazara. We want to own, we want to make a Kenyan. There are lots of programs out there, whether it's Dafa Shivua, which depending on a person's time, can allow many to have the opportunity to really work over a daf uh, and deepen it, uh, you know, within the course of a week. Or, what's it called? Uh, there's, there's the Kenyan Masechta program. The name uh, eludes me at, at, the mom, uh, at the moment. But we see that there's an effort in the various programs that are out there to build in the Chazara and to build in the Kenyan aspect. The Smichas Chaver program, which I've been fortunate enough to participate in um, over the last really year plus, maybe even two years, uh, has that aspect of Chazara and then ultimately a Bechina at the end of this man. And we want it. We want to make a Kenyan. I'm really talking to myself right now too. It can feel challenging. Right? The Yitzhahara tells us, who cares? Who cares? Okay, so like, fine. So like you, you know, uh, a working guy, you know, whatever the whatever the message is to you, 
you know, uh, you know, whether it's saying, uh, you know, a guy who uh, learned in yeshiva for a year or didn't learn in yeshiva or learned in yeshiva, you know, quote unquote, only for five years. But it's all based on your frame of reference. If you're like focused on guys who've been learning for like 10, 15, 20 years. So at five years, you might feel like a rookie. But for a uh, one year yeshiva guy, five years is like lamaila lamaila. Um, so it's all it's all relative. That uh, who cares? Okay, so you, you review it, you know, uh, three times versus four times. Okay, wow, that's like going to bring some amazing aspect of Torah into the world. Like, what is that doing for anybody? Okay, you know, or, or one time to two times, or five times to ten times. Like, like so what? You know. But the reality is that you're going to make a Kenyan on it. That's going to deepen you. That is going to bring a deeper Torah to the world. That's going to bring more of a a, a, a connection and a grasping of Torah into the world, which wouldn't be there if you didn't do the Chazara. So, as with many things, you tell the Yitzhar, no, I'm going for it. It's meaningful. It's going to be meaningful to me. It's going to be growth for me. It's going to be growth for the world. It's going to be growth for my family. My Chazara, my Chazara does matter. I'm talking to myself. Your Chazara matters. Whatever level we're at, our Chazara matters. And Chazara is a pathway to Simcha. Our Chazara is a pathway to a, a deepening of our identity connections with Torah. Chazara is a pathway to a, a deepening connection with Hashem to a stronger connection to Hashem. We know even right brain science today. I love that. I don't know if I was ever going to be able to throw in the phrase brain science into my podcast. Woo! That feels good. Uh, brain science today even focuses on, you know, we see. We see in the physiology the strengthening of neural connections that comes through repetition and how those pathways those neural pathways with the vast network of neurons that connect to each other in an intricate web that is stunning, um, how it's strengthened through that repetition. And that's what you're doing. That's the physiological expression that's occurring. As you do that, Chazara, um, on a side note, before I was from, I once had an opportunity, I went to the Bodies exhibit which is a famous exhibit where they have real human bodies preserved through, I don't know if it's just one particular technique or multiple techniques. And I just remember seeing, uh, you know, whether it was the, the nervous system, the vascular system of veins and arteries, you see stunning, absolutely stunning. And, uh, I think, I think I saw sort of an, a, um, a neural picture of a human being. Yeah, and uh, once again, obviously, the, the, the true preserved uh, nervous system, including the peripheral aspect of the nervous system with the nerves that run through the, the, the limbs, you know, in an exhibit. Just absolutely amazing. I mean, it looked like like coral to me. It was absolutely beautiful. Just the, the Bria of Hashem. So may we all strengthen our neural connections, but more importantly, strengthen our Hashem connection, our Torah connection, our Kenyan, our ownership over Torah. It's my Torah. It's your Torah. 
Marasha Kilis Yaakov. It's our it's our Yerusha, it's our inheritance. But unlike with an inheritance uh, that happens through the passing of a loved one or somebody that you helped, so it could be a good deal. You find out they included you in their will. Uh, this requires effort to obtain and reap the benefits of the Yerusha, of the inheritance. It doesn't just come in a check after the estate is wrapped up. May we all chazer, deepen, and uh, continue to grow as we soak in the juices of Pesach. And uh, it's been a while since I've had a chance to record. I was inspired to do this. I hope to be back soon uh, to do more. May we all have a meaningful end uh, to our Pesach experience this year in 5783. And then a meaningful march and journey through Sphere Omer as we move day by day towards Matan Torah, towards Kabbalah Satara, Shavuos, where we see it's a journey. Life's a journey, little bits, day by day. The, the Pella of Matan Torah, the explosiveness, expansive. Uh, unbelievable magnitude of that day and that event, but it doesn't go from zero to hero. It doesn't go from Pesach to walking into Shavuos the next day. Bit by bit. Maisa by Maisa. You know, each Chesed by Chesed. Sugya by Sugya. Conversation with your spouse by conversation with your spouse. Game of Uno with your kids to game of Uno with your kids. Step by step, we march. That makes it much more manageable in those bite-sized pieces. So, may we all achieve greatness through Chazara.